That is, you may or may not know, the uh, the title music for the 1958 film Vertigo. Regarded by many as the uh, greatest film ever made, uh, it's John Fardy's choice for the cultural toolbox this week. John, you're very welcome. I got the wrong memo. I thought we were doing the U2 song, Vertigo. <laughs> I have all these Bono jokes ready to go. I'm joking, of course. Good, good. I'm glad you are. I just want to say at the outset, and I don't want to go off topic, but, you know, uh, I nearly said Shakespeare there. That's Freudian. Hitchcock is one of those people that's almost intimidating to people because he's, you know, this master of cinema. Yeah. But, you know, I was watching Vertigo again this week and I've seen it many times. I hadn't seen it in a while though. And just to say to people, if you've never seen a Hitchcock film, above everything else, they're incredibly entertaining. Like, you will just be enthralled by his best films. So aside from all the stuff we'll get into, you know... The, the psychoanalytic readings of them and masters of suspense and all that they're brilliant movies they're brilliant Sunday afternoon movies where you want to sit down and escape for two hours or whatever yeah. he made those movies first and foremost to all have you on the edge of your seat basically yeah, they are fantastic films and Vertigo is chief among them sorry go ahead many of our listeners will have seen Vertigo but yeah. many particularly of our younger listeners yeah. may not have just give us the, the premise for the movie yeah so it's you know it's kind of a preposterous story in a way and that was uh, Hitchcock's thing he had a name for it a MacGuffin there's a famous story that a Scottish guy he used to tell his stories a Scottish guy on a train and he points to a package and says, what's in the package? And he says, oh, that's a device for killing tigers in the Scottish Highlands. And the guy goes, but there are no tigers in the Scottish Highlands. And Hitchcock says, yeah, and that's what my stories are about. They mean nothing in a sense. They're just a way for me to delve into things. And and I know that's a bit of a and, preamble, and, but this and story... And cover human exactly. obsession. And, being... and get lots of suspense into it yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Because this is a film about obsession, ultimately, isn't it? Ultimately, absolutely, yeah. first and foremost. But James Stewart, who is one of his regular guys, because Hitchcock wanted, loved that all-American aw shucksness about him, and this is probably his best role. He's a detective who's developed vertigo in the middle of his life and is kind of partially responsible for the death of someone because of that vertigo. So he's given up being in the police force. But he's approached then by an old college pal who wants him to find his wife. Not find her, but study her. And it's like, what, what do you mean? Stupid? He's worried about her. Basically. He's worried about her. Not because she's playing away from home as the parlance of today and back in the 50s as well, but because she's having these kind of episodes. And he explains that she's actually a relation of this kind of grandmother figure, Carletta Valdez, who is this rich woman who committed suicide. And it's almost like he's worried he's being visited by her. So it starts, you think, is this is this kind of a horror movie in that sense but then James Stewart goes to follow her falls in love something very strange happens to her he gets into this terrible funk for about a year we probably not let me do one more let me do one more then meets another woman who looks a lot like her okay there you go. Okay. Thanks, folks. I, I don't think we should say anything no. more than that. But within that... Because there are, there are twists, there are oh, serious twists in it. Serious so. twists. And as I say, you know, not to give it away, but about halfway through, the movie turns into something almost completely different. Now, that can be very annoying in some films. You know when you're watching a film and then you thought you knew what it was and it becomes something else entirely and you're kind of annoyed. At least I feel that way often with movies. Because yeah. it's because they didn't have a proper script doctor and they just didn't know where to go with it. This is not that. This is a further exploration of stuff, you know? Why is it routinely regarded as one of the top three or four films ever made? Because it is 
one of the most suspenseful movies ever. Like you really are on the edge of your seat. It's one of the most cryptic movies ever. You're really not sure what's going on all the way through it. And I I love that about it. It's also one of the most, and we have to be careful about getting into this, but it is so beautifully shot. It takes place in San Francisco and San Francisco is a character in it and the bridge is a character in it and bad things happen against the backdrop of this bridge. It has a brilliant character in it, the Madeline character played by Kim Novak. Hitchcock had this thing about the icy blonde. He did like them. He did. And And she is the quintessential icy blonde. I mean, she she, oozes sex appeal. Oh yeah, but also that, you see, Hitchcock was weird about women and there's varying stories about how he may have mistreated them, but he clearly fetishised, both kind of metaphorically and, and figuratively, blonde, icy, cold women. And it was it was it's kind of misogynistic in ways, but in this in this film, Kim Novak plays the icy blonde. Then her character changes somewhat, and it's just one of the best performances of a woman in a Hitchcock movie ever. And finally, it's James Stewart's best role. I said earlier he has this kind of ah oh, shucks all American thing, but what happens to him in this is he gets kind of dark, and he becomes obsessed with the Kim Novak character. And there's shades to him you haven't seen before, and the way his vertigo is handled is brilliant in it. So. He steps out from, you know, he was almost, I'm not going to say the Keanu Reeves of his day because that's doing a terrible oh disservice God, to him. Is, yeah. But, but, but he, this is his best role. He shows what he's capable of. Um, we mentioned about it being a film about obsession. Is yeah. it, um, I mean, one thing about Hitchcock, there was a, an eroticism to yeah. all his films, albeit in a 1950s kind yeah. of way. Uh, which is probably no bad thing compared yeah. to when you see yeah. an erotic movie yeah, yeah, nowadays. Uh, I know you watch a lot. It's, of it slaps Sorry. you between the uh, between the eyes. Um, would you would you go so far as to describe it as kind of an an erotic movie? Or yeah, it's 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 very yeah erotic. I suppose it is, and there's scenes with Kim Novak and him, and you know it's kind of which are quite racy for yeah their, for, for their, their time, day. and and there's full on kissing, and then there's there's talking about picking people up. So yeah, but. She's naked in his bed at once in his one stage. She wake or you know we don't she's obviously we don't you, you, yeah, you don't, we don't see, see anything. anything yeah, but, but but even back then, you know, she's in her pajamas. She gets out of his her bed, his bed. You didn't see that much of that. We should probably take a clip. Uh, here's Kim Novak with uh, James Stewart in one of their many many scenes together. And, and this is a good one because you get a sense of how troubled the Kim Novak character is and how desperately he's kind of fighting to save her. There's a tower in a bell in a garden below. It seems to be in Spain. A village in Spain. It clicks off and it's gone. Well, a portrait. Do you see a portrait? No. If I could just find the key, the beginning, and, and, and put it together. So explain it away. There is a way to explain it, you see. I'm mad, and that would explain it, wouldn't it? Madeline. I'm scared. I'm not mad, I'm not mad. I don't want to die. There's someone within me, and she says I must die. Oh, Scotty, don't let me go. I'm here. I've got you. I'm so afraid. 
Mm. Gripping mm. stuff. Yeah. That theme of, I mean, the thing about Hitchcock movies, there's there's a psychological element oh, yeah. to all of them, isn't it? More more so probably than than any other director that I can think of at the moment. Anyway, like that character is called Madeline, right? And it's no coincidence. You're going to strap yourself in here, listeners. But Proust was eating a Madeleine, one of those little French biscuits, when he had his profound moment of recollection and wrote this massive book about it. And that is no accident. In the My case God, so that's Hitchcock. philosophy degree, actually. It was good for something then, yeah? I keep telling you, it was a master's. How many times? Oh, I have okay, to tell sorry, you. Yeah. I printed on the notes I give you. And that was no coincidence, because a lot of this movie, and we can't get into it as a spoiler, is all about... Uh, James Stewart's memory of this character, Madeleine. So there's so many of those things in there. You know, psychoanalysts go mad for his movies. There's a movie called Spellbound, which you may know, that is full of all that kind of stuff. This movie's about obsession, but it's also, you know, another thing we should mention is Hitchcock was obsessed with murder and how murder affected the every man. What 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 did innocent people do when they were confronted with murder? So, you know, his movies contain absolute multitudes, but I don't want to get lost in all that stuff because, as I said at the start, they are relentlessly entertaining. And if you like suspense, if you like that, oh my God, because there's another moment, and I'm not giving away in this movie, about halfway through it or slightly after that, where you go, Jesus, did that just happen? Yeah. He was brilliant at that and he studied suspense. and no, no nobody really makes films like that no, anymore I'm th- I no. mean even I'm trying to think of a, the a guy, psych- uh, psychological from... thrillers nowadays I mean I'm even sort of what's the one with Sharon Stone and the one set in Basic Instinct Basic Instinct not a bad movie uh, yeah but you know like not a Hitchcock nothing like no. the subtlety no. of that no but I mean his influence is there I mean the guy the sixth cent whose name I can never pronounce he, he, Shalam I, I'm just terrible with those kind of names I'm sorry but everyone knows who I'm talking about yeah. he's been affected by Hitchcock he does that kind of reveal moment as well so you know Martin Scorsese says uh, we're all indebted to him and you know we haven't even talked about because now's not the place but Psycho or Birds, or Rear Window. Window, I mean, there are other fantastic movies. You know, there's no... That's why there are college courses about Hitchcock, because it contains multitudes, you know? But start with Vertigo. That would be my... Would you start... Where where does it rank in the... uh, Is it... Does it deserve... Oh, I think it's his best movie, because it... it, it, Nothing in it is wasted. Everything that happens, even even moments where... Because Hitchcock wasn't huge into dialogue either, right? I had a hard time finding a clip. There are five-minute scenes go by with no words uttered and James Stewart is following her around but everything that's on screen isn't wasted it all contributes to our overall understanding of the peach every camera angle even the colour of a church tower I know that sounds kind of nerdy but even down to that detail incredible attention to the detail yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic film, and it's if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. Basically, you really do. Don't bother going to see the latest Bond movie. Just watch this instead. <laughs> yeah, and it's been restored because the original version it wasn't great in terms of what he was trying to achieve with the colours, and there was a great restoration done of it. And I think that's probably the only one available now, and it looks gorgeous in San Francisco. Okay, great stuff. The film is uh, Vertigo, nineteen fifty-eight film, and it definitely stands the the test of time. I'm not even going to ask that question. Does it stand the test of time? Because it it definitely does. Yes, Although the opening season, uh, the opening uh, scene is a little cheesy. The, but the graphics are very 1950s. Yeah, but yeah, yeah okay, yeah, I think that's allowable. Yeah. Okay, John Fardy, as ever, thanks thank indeed you. for coming into us. That's our lot on the Sunday show. Just time for me to thank Stephen Jordan, who produced, Aidan McKelvey, who researched. Off the ball is up next. Have a great Sunday.